Welcome to Moody's Mixer. Winning with prostate cancer. No fear necessary. You know, it's been a beautiful journey. And it just gets better and better with each moment. I don't want to miss this opportunity of doing what I'm supposed to do while I'm here on earth. And the hits just keep on coming. We have a special guest today, live in studio. It's a family affair. My cousin, Mr. Kenneth Fuller. He's here from Atlanta, Georgia. He just came in to drop in on Cuz. So we're gonna be talking about our childhood growing up. Uh, when he came to stay with us up, up in A Square <laughs> from the ATL. All the way, 1973. <laughs> so, I want you to strap in, take this ride with us. Oh boy. And enjoy the show. Ooh. I want to thank you for tuning in. Here we are here in Las Vegas, live in studio. I have a special guest, my cousin, Mr. Kenneth Fuller, all the way from Atlanta. And we're related on, from my side, the maternal side. And we've got some stories and some great things going on that we can, we're going to talk about just growing up together and kinship of having family and you know, what it means, and seeing him a couple of days ago, you know, just, you know, those memories that came back, and here we are now, you know, getting ready to have a conversation, so, you know, I want to welcome you for tuning in, and enjoy the show, and I just can't wait. Here we are, back in. So I want to welcome to the mic my cousin, Kenneth Fuller. Oh. Mr. Kenneth Fuller, welcome to the mic. Hello, 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 my cousin. Good to see you again. And uh, as you said earlier, it just means a lot to me to be able to see you. I've seen you on Facebook recently here, heard about some of the things that was going on with you. And, I was out here in this paradise, and I saw an opportunity to come and see you. And I didn't realize it was going to just be just so spontaneous. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm just loving. And I'm, I'm just like you with that now. I'm all emotional and so forth because it's been 42 years that you lived in Atlanta that we didn't get a chance to do like we're doing now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that kinship is there. And you know, I kind of spoke a little earlier about us. You know, spending some time together in 1973, living in under the same roof for some for a period of time, and you know, you know, being able to spend time with family, you know, at a, a week's time, living together, seeing how each other lives, and and how you live, and what things you bring to the tribe, you know, collectively, knowing that that kinship and that 
that bloodline is running through there. And, you know, when we had that, you know, and, and, and having those times, you know, and seeing you a couple of days ago, man, it just brought it all back, man. And, and I want to thank you for coming, you know, checking in with me and, and more than anything, joining the show because, you know, the time that we spent together, you know, it has gotten me to this point in my life. And when we were talking, when I first picked you, got, you know, picked you up, you know, we talked about, you know, how much we saw each other or didn't see each other. And, you know, and I went on to explain, you know, my, you know, my season one, my, you know, two of my closest people in my life, you know, you know, that was on the show. We didn't spend a whole bunch of time together, but I'm closest, I'm close to them as I am to anybody in the world. And so spending hours of time doesn't always make it closeness as it is the quality and what gets transferred to each other. And, you know, when we met, you know, and, you know, it was cousins. And then when you came to stay with us and stuff, you know, that connection was there and it, it doesn't go. And so, you know, as I, Saw you, man. I just started thinking and, and talking, man. So it's glad to have you, man. And again, I want to welcome you to Women with Prostate Cancer, No Fear Necessary. And, you know, so just talking and, and to, to tell me who, who who's with you and what, what's going on. Well, um, I'm up here visiting with my uh, sweetie, Miss Thelma Bowen. Uh, she's also a resident of Atlanta now. She came from Akron, Ohio. And she have a couple of very close friends that she actually grew up with up here. So I was bringing her up to do the same thing I'm doing with you now. <laughs> she hadn't seen them in forever. And here they are. And it's like it's never happened. I'm, I've been watching these three ladies just, it's, a, it's like nine or ten year olds. <laughs> I'm going to introduce her. her name's Miss Delma Bowen. Hey, Miss Delma. Hello, how are you? Good. So how are you enjoying your trip? Great, 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 great. So it's so glad for, um, that you're here, and I got to see my cousin, and we you know we're gonna kind of talk about life and a little bit about family, and because your family, and you know this part of life is important, and you know it means a lot to me. Um, that's kind of you know that's getting me through what I'm go going through is these relationships that I've had in my life, you know, for these 59 years, you know, I'll be turning 60 April 7th. So, you know, I can't wait, you know, you know, that's a big milestone. You know, it was a milestone that I set for myself because I said at 60, this is where I kind of wanted to be in life. And, and I have to say that, you know, I'm seeing God really revealing that part of my life to me now and it really feels and looks and just i just can't describe the feeling of knowing that this journey is with him and you know i don't know what the next 10 15 20 years is going going, going to give but just these last nine months it's been worth the price of admission and seeing my cousin again, you know, just adds to it. And I just can't wait. And when we come back, 
You're going to be hearing from Mr. Kenny Fuller. All right, we're back. We're back here. The sun just popped out of those clouds. Feels good. And here we are back with Mr. Kenneth Fuller. Well, thanks for having me, cuz. And as we said earlier, and as you yourself said, you know, that 19 years, that 1973 year, that was a pretty cool year. Because as you said, we both come from two different types of uh of the hemisphere here in this in this world, and uh, you came from the north and Michigan, and I came visiting from Atlanta, and that's the first time I ever saw a snow plow. And your father picked me up at the airport, and when I says, "Well, what are those mountains on the other side?" That those he says, "Those houses up underneath there. <laughs> that's on the way to your house." And I'm going like, "No." So that was a culture shop or so for, I mean, and it just seemed to just go from there. Uh, I mean. I was staying at y'all's house, and I was in the nighttime. I put nice headphones on my head, and I'm staying in the basement, you know. And I'm singing, but I'm not thinking that you guys hear me. Well, it just comes it shows that uh, every for those last years, ever since 1973, whenever one of y'all see me, the first thing your mother would say and your father would say, "Kenny, no matter what you do, you better not sing." <laughs> And that's how, and, and even t your brother David goes, Kenny, Kenny, we know we're having a family union, but don't sing. So that's kind of like our mantra of sorts. But at the same time, is um, you set your portion about saying you're glad to make it to 60. Well, my goal was to make it to 50, but I'm 64 now. I'll be 65 in August, me and your brother sing. And those things, is, you know, because we both came up in different types of circumstances. Um, it's good for us to say that we're glad, to, you know, good to be here and so forth. But more than anything, I'm proud to share this moment with you because I've followed what you've been going through over those last months. And I'm very proud of the fact of what you're doing. Well, I, I appreciate it. And um, it has definitely been a, uh, it's been, a, it's been a, a shift of life. Um. Uh, you know, it, it's really made me see things different. I want to say differently, this through different lenses. And, and I say that, you know, I've, I've always thought I knew who I was. I understood myself. And, and, and that's kind of, you know, what I've always kind of lived my life. Hey, you know, this is me, good, bad, and different, you know, and I'm, I'm working on getting better at, you know, all the time in every area. And that's just the way I've always kind of lived my life. And, you know, now, you know, with this diagnosis, now it's like, okay, all these things I've put in place for 59 years, what decision are you going to make? And, you know, that decision, you know, when I got that diagnosis, just to, you know, just to live my life, you know, and God would heal me, you know, was a turnaround for me and at that point you know that's when I said you know God here it is it's all yours you know you, you know we talk about faith you know and but to just say no to you know what 98 percent of the people would do to have an invasive procedure to go ahead and say no you know what I've read that said you know that that book says he can heal and 
And what I understand, I got to do my part. You know, yes, I can claim it, name it and claim it. But I got to put the work in. And what he's is doing is allowing me the ability to 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 put the work in. Renewing my mind, you know, not, you know, getting frustrated because, you know, I, I need to eat something or I want I need some juice and I don't have it perfectly. Of course, sometimes you just got to go to, you know, that store and get that organic juice there right now. You can't always make it. But, you know, I've always kind of pushed myself. I've always been a redliner. You know, I, you know, in, in a car, in my RPMs, you know, I'm operating on the red. And I did that for 59 years. And so now it's time to get that extra gear. Now they got all these cars now with six and seven speeds. See, when, you know, when I grew up, was growing up, you know, you may have had three on a collar. You know, you know, those, those trucks, you know, you had to be able to shift on a collar. But every, you know, so you didn't have the R, one, two, three, you know, on, on, on a little handle or knob. You had to understand the pattern of that, that um, sh- gear shift to drive it. So I just kind of saw life always, you have to change gears, but you only had three speeds. Then they came out with four speeds. Then if you had an overdrive, oh, you could roll. But what it did when you went in an overdrive, what? It reduced the RPMs. It, the, the engine didn't have to work as hard. You know, now, so now I'm just believing I'm in overdrive now. God just gave me the extra two gears to drop the RPMs down and just coast and let it roll. So this journey feels just like that. And I just have to keep that in mind. You know, that I'm just cruising now. I'm in overdrive. All my history, all of that, it's, it's there, but it's who I am. And never to be ashamed of it. And you have to fight through it no matter what happens. So this journey just makes this path easy to to enjoy. Not that it's not hard, but the joy and pain of it, it's worth it. That presence, I I, I don't know. You know, understanding that cancer kills and to say, I'm going to stand on your word. But it ain't just standing on your word. It's also doing what you tell me to do. And when I was in Spain, And had my appointment with him for two and a half hours on my knees. He told me, job well done. And count all the stuff that I've gone through. He still said, job well done. So seeing my cousin just brought my journey full circle or gave me that good feeling when 
I was 12. Some of the things in my life I hadn't experienced yet. But that appointment I had with him and what it's doing to me right now in my healing process. So cuz, I wanna thank you. And let's give him some Kenny Fuller from Atlanta. Well, first of all, I wanna applaud you for being that strong mental leading personality that you bring. And I'm, if I'm gonna give you anything I call Kennyism, it's gonna be, and what I see in you, is be that change you wish to see in the world. And I'll be darning just who and everybody that might see or hear this podcast that we own can see that. Therefore, you starting to change like the other day when I first came over here and I'm looking at all the weight off you. It's not because of you know what you went through. It's because you made a lifestyle change, and that's what you said. And here I am. Yeah, I'm grossly overweight for some concern. And I'm, I can see some of the things that you're doing. I'm going to pick it up on it because... I myself have had some um, difficulties in life, but I'm still here. And as long as you believe, you can achieve. Yeah. Bottom line, my brother. Yeah, and, and that's what this is about. And, you know, I, I, I'm not even here to say don't have certain, you know, treatments and stuff that you need to do what I'm doing. No, not at all. And this is not what this is about. But what it is, about is to get us to understand our bodies and understand that we have a say in our life. And that part of it gives us that connection. And for me, it gave me that connection to God. And I remember when I, you know, I started and, you know, it took about 60 days for this juicing and this lifestyle change to start manifesting in my mind and my body kind of changing physically, not just what you see, but internally, but also spiritually. So that first 60 days, you know, was like, you can say like boot camp, if you know, to, to relay it to an armed service analogy that, you know, you break down, they tear, you know, you're tearing you down to build you, build you back up. And it's kind of the same thing with my body. You know, I had to strip it down, build it back up again. And, you know, thinking that it's already okay because, hey, I've been, I've been winning these races and stuff. Like, you know, ain't nobody my age in much better shape than me, you know. But still knowing that, there's more room for improvement if, if you want it. And so that's the challenge. So now doing it this way now is allowing me to say, all right, here's another, another challenge. And so that first 60 days, it was like, wow, it's different. It's different. You know, I, I've kind of talked in a couple of stages of, you know, confessing, Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know, getting saved and you walk outside and you see it differently and it's like, man, it is a difference. And then I talk about when I was in Spain, 2018, that when he woke me up at 427, bawling, crying my eyes out, 
And then Kim waking me up at 7 o'clock at the foot of my bed said, Corey, you've been on your knees crying for two and a half hours. What's wrong? I said, oh, no, God just woke me up. I mean, he just I just woke up. And, and so that visitation was even different than that impact of salvation. Now, this cleansing of my body and my mind is bringing another clarity. And I don't know what you have experienced, and, and maybe what I'm saying is just so far off base. I'm the only one doing it, but, you know, it's, it's working for me. And, and just, just go along with me to help me through this. That's all I'm asking. And if I'm the only one getting it, Please just bear with me as long as I need to keep talking like this to get healed. But I know it's different. So that 60-day period. And it took me probably just to the, the last month to really say or denote the 60 days. That 60-day mark was important that it's a milestone that I can hang my hat on saying it's different. And now I'm going through some more and it's just going further and further around the track. So y'all know I always talk about track and that's what kind of gets me going. You know, I, I relay everything to track and I'm running again because physically I can't run anymore. I need all that energy to fight. So as much as I love to run, and it's not that I'm injured, I've stressed my body to the fullest already in that area. And I believe God gave me what I needed to see. You know, I still have records at every level that I've run and it's not so much for me that I feel good for me or oh, it's outside y'all you 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 getting the feel yeah that's a, that's the air force base right down the street yeah but understanding that this journey is not about me, is what God has taken me through and where he has me now. And what you're being told in your life, what you can or cannot accomplish. So sometimes it's just reminders that no matter what others may try to tell you, you got something to stand on if it's just for yourself. And you guys always hear me say, and I'm always say, my dad always say, son, never let anyone define you. Because no matter how good or bad you are, you got it on both sides. So be the best you. And that's all I've been trying to do is be the best me. And the reminders that are out there, maybe just for me. 
who cares about a high school record? It's not that I care about it, but to know that your name's still there in your high school, out of the thousands of people that have gone through, I must have been in the right place at the right time. To have your name still at Morehouse College with others, your teammates, being on this path. Then as an old man, being a world champion, having a world record. My journey's been great. I've loved this journey. And it's been a fight, but a great fight. Nothing to be afraid of. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just so good. That path. Mm. So those are some things I set for myself a long time ago. I used to read the Guinness Book of World Records as a little boy. And that's always say, one day I want to have a world record. And what's so interesting about the Guinness Book of World Records, it's, it's kind of some anomaly stuff. You know, who can juggle the most bowling balls? Who can, you know, something that very few people would ever think about trying to attempt. So I read this as a little boy. I used to, and remember, it, it was a big, thick book like the Almanac. And it came out every year because world records changed. Records were broken. So, yeah, there they go. They hovering over. I'm like, uh uh-oh, they probably saying, who's doing this podcast? Uh (laughs) But I used to read these books and say, man, I want to get in here. And I used to always look at the track records because I say, that's what I can do. Even though football and basketball were probably my loves outside of track. But what what, what took to me is what people would come up with to say, I'm the best in the world. What clicked with me was we can be anything to do anything we want and be the best in the world at. That's what I got from that. That you think about it. I can't juggle no bowling balls. I can't do some of the stuff that are in those books. But they can We all have something that I know we're great at. And is that book just there to challenge us to find out where our greatness is? Because we all have greatness in this. That's what my mom and dad taught me. We all have greatness. And it's different. So here I am. You know, just I'm going quote unquote. I'm just saying this in the context of trying to analogize something. You know, being a world record holder, you can say, okay, they're great right there. That's greatness. 
And track and field is something that I never thought about like that. Even though I do remember in 1968, John Carlos and Tommy Smith raising the fist, and I'm watching this live. You know, I grew up watching the Vietnam War in my TV. I watched that. So greatness comes in so many different facets. And I mentioned it on my last show when I heard my brother say, you know, he, you know, he got his degree in architecture and he wanted to be an architect. And he went out in the field on a nuclear power plant, you know, with Bechtel Power Corporation. But he saw all these architects and stuff and he got a taste of the field and it's like, you know, I'm only going to be so good an architect, but I can be a great builder. And, and I'm just saying, and I look back to my, you know, on my own life about even my athletics. I was good in a lot of them. But I chose the one, I got led to do the one that probably gave me the greatest result. So sometimes letting stuff go doesn't mean you're a failure. It's about recognizing, you know, I, I was able to recognize that, you know what, go ahead and do something else the next scene. And, you know, if I bump my head there, go find something else. Go, you know, just constantly pushing. That's just how I live my life. And I don't know anything different. What I know is that God has given me this new journey that the clarity of my life is right in front of me. So thank you. I'll be right back. Mr. King is going to come in and by the way, you know, call on in, you know, 404-557-2264. Call in on the show. If there's anything you want to add to this conversation, please feel free to call. 404-557-2264. Yeah. Stay on this journey with me, please. I need you. Can you remember how we used to ride in them big deuce, boot deuce in the quarters, them sedan devils? Yep. Jerry had the baddest Cadillac. Yes, sir. He always had one with the top back. Get to hang out with family. There's nothing like it. Yeah, hanging with family. I miss it. Family, I love you. We gotta get together. All right. So here we are coming back to the show, and this has really been good. I must admit, um, um, I didn't know where we were going, but you know what I do know is that. This has been a journey, and I'm loving it. And 
you know, family's always been important to us. You know, and, and it doesn't always look like TV. Sometimes it looks like what it really is. Yeah. So this song right here, my, my big brother and them used to play this, and Kenny and them used to play this song right here. Oh. Oh. Hello? Oh. Big brother, what's happening? How you doing, sir? Oh, man. How you doing, man? I miss you, big brother. Uh, so... Kenny's on break. I want to thank you for calling, checking in, man. And uh, Kenny should be coming right back out, man. So I'm going to ask, where are you? Cousin Kenny. Huh? Cousin Kenny. Yeah, Kenny. Your, 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 your road dog, Kenny, is here, man. And uh, Kenny, we, you know, we got Big Bro on the phone now. So, you know, you got uh, to talk to Big Brother. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna let y'all have this 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 part here. I'm not even I'm not even gonna say much or anything. This is y'all. All right. What's up, my buddy? How you hey, doing? Man. Good. Hey, brother. Hey, Kenny, I have to tell I have to tell the story how you were in class with my wife. <laughs> Please do. Please do. All right. So anyway, folks. So you know, Kenny and I are cousins, and you know. He used to come up from Georgia to Michigan, and I'd see him at family reunion. But anyway, in 1983, Carla and I moved back to Atlanta, where I went to Morehouse. Well, my wife's in class at Georgia State. And she's got this guy sitting behind her who she thought was just, you know, flirting with her because she said something about Chicago, and he said, yeah, I got some family there. And then she said, well, Give me a couple of names. And she said, well, Gerald. He said, yeah, I know Gerald. And she thought he was just making up stuff. And then she came home and said, I had this guy in my class. I'm going to your cousin. And his name Kenny Fuller. I said, that is your cousin now. So <laughs> that's how they met in class. She thought, exactly. he just, well, she thought he just tried to be funny. Mm-mm. And they met in a classroom. Exactly. And I always told her, I says, um, there's no way David would get married and Kenneth didn't know it. But you got married while I was in the military, so I, I'll, I'll forgive you for that one. <laughs> but, uh, Thank you, sir. And then our sons were at Morehouse together. Exactly. Exactly. Your son graduated a year prior, and then I saw you during the graduation with my son because you're a great benefactor yeah. with, with, with Morehouse. And, you know, I've always respected you for that. And I, my my uh, lady's on the, on the, on the, uh, she's on the other line right here uh, listening in to us. And everybody in Georgia knows that David Moody's my cousin. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, Kenny? Kenny, but see what people don't know. Kenny was one of the best. You were the. Did you play the bass drum in high school? I played all the all the drums. <laughs> but anyway, he was the original drum line, folks. Y'all yes. gotta understand something. 
when we came along, we talking finishing high school in 1974. So we're talking about the real deal bands, you know, unfortunately before video and all that. Right. But Kenny and them, Kenny was the real deal Holyfield as they say. My team was like, our high school team was like uh, five and six or something like that. But people didn't come to the games to watch the football game. They wanted to see the halftime shows of all those bands that's coming out. All those high schools of the 70s. Uh, that's, like you said, that that created the drum line type. So give your high school a shout out. What high school was that? Oh, that's the Seven High Golden Bears, of course. Now it's the middle school. Uh-huh. But I want to bring, uh, beyond that, that's all great and well about that. But what, what really I want to, uh, if I had anything to my cousin here, is to say that it's amazing how we actually came together. Is that the spirit behind the spirit behind what created you and I and uh, Corey here was actually Gerald Tate, and you know he's gone. But uh, Corey told me earlier that you know Del, Gerald was your mother's uh, even mentor of sorts. You know when she was younger, and he yeah, won, he was actually one year older than my mom, but mm-hmm. he was actually his aunt. Right, right. And I was saying, you know, uh, I remember the family reunion. Actually, it was the 1968 family reunion when um, we it was in Chicago and it's in um, with um, Bufus is in the backyard. And Gerald put you and me together and says, "These are your cousins." Yep. And he says, yep. "Your guys are going to be this and that." He says, "I want you whenever you see him, you get with him." And he told you the same thing. So even before you even went to school, uh, came to um, school down there. You came and uh, you and I would go out and meet some. I would introduce you to some of our other cousins, you know. And yeah, and um, it was just and we. I can actually say that you and I have a lot of ham and hand in how we keep the thing because I, it just meant so much to me that I, you know, I constantly pressed the uh, issue about keeping the family. You know, I'm, I'm big on the family thing. Yeah, but you know what's funny, Kenny? Carl and I keep listening, and we started laughing because I saw Kenny before COVID. Carl and I was at this fundraising event, and then they said, well, before you go in, go over to the AARP table. That's right. That's for old people. Senior and I people. go over we, we to the to, AARP. Uh, <laughs> I go over to the AARP table, and I go, man, that's my cousin Kenny. Kenny. And Kenny was volunteering, which is also good. Kenny does a lot of volunteering stuff here in the city. But what I've always admired about Kenny, Kenny, when he was in the service and even after that, Kenny's been all around the world. You know, Kenny's just done some pretty incredible stuff. And uh, it just keeps a low profile about it. Well, cousin, let's look at like this here, though. I mean, I appreciate you putting that out there about that. But you know what? Just in case you didn't know it, and I told Corey the same thing. I follow you all. I mean, I, I read the Moody Bill uh, post. I see you with your garden, and I see you and Carla on the boat. I, I mean, I see all that. I mean, I haven't read the book, but, I mean, that's just, I, just, I haven't gotten to that point yet. But uh, I, I let everybody know, and I'm very proud of what you've done, and it's amazing how we have come, you know, full circle, as, as uh, your younger brother said earlier, about, you know, how he's, Made that circle, you know, spiritually, as well as the great athlete he was, and now he's looking at life completely different. And so when I saw him, I go like, "Dog, man, you 
lost all that weight. And he says, not because of what I went through. He says, because of what changed my life. And this, he got a lifestyle change. Yeah. And so one of my favorite mottos I told him earlier on the show is that be the change you wish to see in the world. Well, that's a change he just made in me. I'm going to try this, you know, some some of his uh, therapies as far as his juicing and um, even some of his other, you know, we talk about things. So the fact that, look at, look at what's happened here, how I came out here. And uh, when I first came here, I came because of my girlfriend was going to um, see her friends. But and Mike, my brother Mike says, "Well, why don't you call Corey?" I says, "Well, I don't really call to, uh, you know Corey them that much because I don't haven't talked to him as much." He says, "Man, go and call your cousin." So I said, "I says, well, give me the number." Then he lost the number <laughs> and transferring the phone. So when I was coming out of the casino, which is I'm down here for that too, I called you, David. And you was, and I told Curry, I said, David was so happy to hear from me. And I never thought you you would be that happy. You know what I mean? Because we, we just, you know, nonchalantly see each other the way I saw it. But when I felt the, the, the feeling in your voice to make sure I get the number, then I called Corey. And it was even more exciting. And here we are now, you know, three days later, two days later, and having this conversation. And... I hope it'll continue because I, I'm going to live to be 104, Corey. <laughs> I really am. And I'd like for you to be right there, right behind me. Hey, and we got it in that bloodline. Yes, we do. We got several relatives over in the hundreds Aunt and Eva, some still living. Aunt Eva was 107. Uncle William was 101. Yep. So, I mean, Ain't Ruby still alive? She's 103. 103. Ain't COVID just, she died at 100. So we got it. We got it. We just got to change our life. Yes. And I'm learning that more and more. Yeah. And like I said, I think if I had to say one thing, and I know uh, everybody, we're we different in our mind, mindsets and different personalities, but I'm I'm a family uh, personal. And so I think what we're doing is great, but if we can, when, I'm going to go to, I want the, your grandkids and my grandkids to feel right. the same way. Right. That's, I mean, like David and my son, my son, my son knows David's son. Right. And his daughter. Right. And I think they've created some little thing on the internet. Right. I want that happen. I want to keep, so when I'm 104, I don't have to say, <laughs> you know, that. Let's get together. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. Because by the end, me and you and cuz here, <laughs> we might not be wanting to do around no tracks. Uh, we just might want to, uh, David playing with his, uh, his, his thing. Drones. His drones. Yeah. We'll probably, drones will probably be in the past. And they'll be, It'd be something else. David be on creating something else. He is a, <laughs> he is a builder. He, yeah, yeah, Dave and his drones. He's gonna he gonna give us some nice pictures with that that piece of equipment that he loves. So, yeah, yeah. So anyway, though, uh, Kenny, I, I I I remember the the family reunion we had in Atlanta. What, was that three years ago? Yes, sir. And I guess that was probably the last one, right? That's the last one. And you know, it was just so nice to see everyone. You know, um, and we had some friends in town and, um, you know, so we're entertaining. And I'm trying to think, was there some other events going on? Oh, yeah, we had we had a couple of uh, parties, she would say. But we couldn't do it too much because I think uh, the seniors who used to be the life of the party, they, they've gone past that. So it was great, you know, what we did. And things change constantly over 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 the uh, periods of years. And me, I would love to have another uh, cruise for the family reunion. Yeah, I tell you, with COVID, I know. 
I don't know if I get on a boat now. COVID, COVID, <laughs> COVID, COVID is to me, it's the great thing. It's bad, but it's great because you know what it's doing? It's making us taking a reality check. Yeah. Yes, That's it is. The world. Yes. And, hey, as we go into this last break, I want to thank you for listening again at Thanks, David. Podbean. You can hear me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Wondering with Prostate Cancer. And um, when we come back, I want my, my cousin Kenny to tell what he got going on, what's going on. You heard him, my brother say he, and he does a lot. And, you know, I want that to be known, you know, what, what what's happening, you know, what he's doing. And, and Dave, you still with us, man. I want you to kind of, you know, spend a little minute, tell us what's going on with you, man. And, um, you sure. know, I know you've been doing stuff. You know, you've always been my idol, you know, since I was a little boy. You know, I always wanted to be like my big brother. Ditto. And, you know, it was just whatever you did, I did. And, you know, I have a shoulder problem now. And, you know, I told the story about playing football that I couldn't play quarterback because I threw my arm out. Well, I threw my arm out because uh, I was always trying to throw curveballs like my big brother, you know, and when I ended up being, you know, but my big brother was my idol. I used to tell him when he wasn't supposed to be running because his knees were messed up because I didn't want him to get hurt. I knew he wasn't supposed to be running. And I remember he beat me up because I told. But I I didn't tell because I wanted him to get in trouble. I, I knew it was important, even as a little kid, Dave, you don't need to be doing this, man. So, you know, my big brother's always been my, my, my mentor, my, my idol, and, you know. Man, you and Cam were always blackmailing me, man, getting money out of me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Hey, y'all, all you out there listening, man, my two brothers were the greatest extortionists of all time because I'm five and six years older. Right. So, you know, when I was 16, 17, 18, you know, they 10 through 12, so 13. So they were all, and plus my responsibility was to watch out for them. So um, mom would say, keep up with your brother, and I would. But, man, they, they were always, like, getting a dollar fifty cents, $2 out of me, not to tell. <laughs> but, uh, and then I took a lot of, a lot of heat for my brother, Corey, but we won't talk about that on the air <laughs> with my parents. I, I took a lot of heat for him when they, I got a, it was him, but I, because I was away to college or either finish college, they would fuss at me because they thought it was me because they just knew it wasn't their sweet Corey. Uh, <laughs> and we called him Baby Jesus and my mama was there. And because uh, he could do no wrong. And he said, I know, I know you did this or whatever, whatever. And I just looked. And she's like, I know Corey and Cam went through it. I went, no, mama, it's me. I, it was all me. <laughs> yeah, what day? So you got to understand, though. But I pay you back because I, I let you use me for your material. And I don't cry and whine about it. So well, you, I, so, hey, you give me a lot to work with, right? <laughs> right. So it ain't, it ain't like I got to dig far, right? But you know, Dave, you saying that's so funny because when I was talking about earlier, is this journey of life that we're all on, and you know, my journey 
hasn't been as smooth and easy as people may think or think it is. You know, I've been through a whole bunch of stuff that a whole bunch of folks would glad they didn't have to deal with and wish they never would have to deal with some of this stuff, you know, so. Now, Corey, let's, let's, let's get, let's get right with that tune. Remember, what doesn't kill you makes you much stronger and you much, much stronger than you ever were. Yeah. I don't care. I'm a, yeah, the, your world track holder, but you're much stronger now, much stronger. Yeah. I, and I appreciate that. And, you know, that's what I want out of the rest of my life now. It's just to get there. You know, my, you know, my, you know, Dave, you know, he has a following, you know, himself. And, and Dave, I'll let you just kind of share what you ever you want to share on the show right now. And, you know, just kind of tell us what's going on, you know, how people can, you know, get in contact with you also. Well, they can follow me on Instagram at cmoody1003 or they can follow me at Twitter cmoody1003 or of course LinkedIn at uh, David Moody. But, you know, overall, and of course, Facebook see David Moody. But, you know, main thing is just still running a company, uh, trying to do what I can to make the world a better place, working with uh, uh helping people turn trauma into triumph, helping people deal with anxiety, know everything is uh, is achievable. We can heal from everything if we'll put the work in and allow ourselves to heal. And uh, this, you know, I'm about to turn 65 in May, so I'm gonna finally, I'm getting legal Medicare. You know, I'm gonna get my card. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I used to laugh at daddy when he would say I got board life behind me and I got in front of me. I now understand that. And I want to use the best. I'm like Kenny. You know, I plan on being here as long as the Lord uh, allows me. And I'm trying. I want to get to 100 plus. So I'm trying to, you know, I work out all the time. I'm like Kenny, though. I just got to change some eating habits. I've been trying to take Corey's eating habits. But, Kenny, I just can't get there yet. I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) Kenny, I can't. Now, that's one thing I give Corey credit for. You know, I, I had a chance to go to some of his world master world track meets and stuff when he was running in the masters before COVID. And one thing I give Corey credit for, when he gets the discipline, because also Ed Moses, the greatest hurdler of all time, is my classmate. And the one thing I've noticed about really, especially track people who are really into it, their ability to have the discipline they need, not just to get shape, but to cut weight and stuff. And, uh, just do it. I mean, Ed can still put on his Olympic uniform, and he's 65. I mean, I look at Corey. I mean, I, I tried his his new work, his new eating program, Kenny. But me and you gonna take a little work to get that, Kenny. <laughs> yeah. I think if we just get a portion of it, we'd be okay, Kenny. So, hey, we ain't gonna get there, man, because we don't have that kind of discipline. Well, I was gonna he, say that, David, is that you know what? That same dis- discipline that you choose to make cd moody incorporate there you go one of the greatest and biggest and a lot of people don't know this if you're listening he's one of the biggest there is on the east part of the west coast too but i know from my followings of this gentleman he's a nationalist figure he's not just a southern or Atlanta. this is a national international figure right. so that same discipline you you know that's that's what we got to do. Like I did the twenty eight years in the military, you know, chief good uh, status as you know, a chief petty officer. That discipline, which is major, which is major in the navy. I mean, yeah. 
it ain't it hasn't been that many blacks you know for a lot of years in fact i was reading an article not long ago it was during world war ii or right after when the navy finally got their first 13 navy officers that were black that's right and um uh, so for you to become a chief petty officer, that's the highest rank I think for un, for enlisted, right? No, you got a uh, you got a master chief. He's an E nine. Yeah, so. master chief, but a chief petty officer is Wait, up there. He's, he's, so he's, he's we seven. came along. Go ahead. So yeah, he's he's an E seven, and you know, it's a, uh, it's a um, uniform change. It's a whole brings out a whole lot of uh, responsibility because you know those are the ones who really manage. The uh, workforce as for and no and no yep. and then well they train the ones who are in charge they we train right. the officers so in your case uh, whoever as great as you are there's people that constantly tell you or mention to you that this is this is a good way to go and you follow that because yeah. you know it but you know the other thing Kenny a lot of people don't understand you know when me and you were coming along. You know, I tell people, when I came to Atlanta in 74 to Morehouse, it hadn't been that long that Atlanta had did away with segregation, removed the colored only signs. I mean, you grew up seeing that I stuff. T- live it. Live it. Live it. I have stories I could tell you that we won't use on this cloud cast at this moment, but hopefully in the future we can. But yeah, I mean, that's, but those are the things that made us a strong society of people. Yeah. And you know, yep. and, and and like I said, and you are a testament to. It. I mean, um, when your father being with Mr. Russell, you know, being a friend, and there you are, he says, "Okay, here's my son. Let's 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 make this pot even stronger." And look at it now. And look, and I'm I'm constantly see you on your on your on Facebooks showing all these um, people that you're bringing into your business to make them the new Moody's, and that's what you need. Yeah, and I and I really work hard to bring. Yes, you do female and people of color in too because there's so few of us in this industry yeah and you know and you know i'm I'm glad we're just having this conversation because it it goes to show you the you know understanding your bloodline and your genealogy is important because we draw from each other you know and you know knowing you know the greatness that we you know we have in our tribes and stuff you know and you know, that's the one thing, you know, I learned from these from Africa, you know, that tribal is very important because when we grew up, we was at grandma's house every weekend. That was, you know, but it was always 40 or 50 of us. You know, you know, we, you know, we just powwow once or twice a month minimum. But it seemed like every weekend we were with somebody's house hanging out the whole weekend. And that was the greatness you know, of growing up together in Chicago and, you know, I, I, I miss those days. So that connection, Ken, is what I, you bring to me because that was my childhood. That's all about us. I mean, hey, David, David, can I sing a song for you, man? No, don't do that. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> that was the other thing. Kenny was, man, daddy, my daddy would go, Lord, that boy singing again. <laughs> and your mom. Kenny could play the drums, but. <laughs> don't sing. He could not sing, but he thought he could. My daddy still laughed. My daddy, he gone now, but he laughed. <laughs> Whenever he would see Kenny. He go, boy, don't sing. Please don't sing. Your mother, too. <laughs> yeah, you was killing him, boy. I can't Kenny Kenny, that was his first time up north in the wintertime, too. Yep. Come on, Kenny. Hey. 
I think it was uh, <laughs> Didn't want to make me I think the song was Make me want to holler by Marvin Gaye That's what it was Inner City Blues and Yeah I, you uh, made us holler too <laughs> <laughs> We are family <laughs> Man you had the dog hollering You had that's us. You had everybody we hollering are family Ah uh, that's us I got all my brothers with me That's it Y'all sound like the end of Eddie Murphy coming to America. <laughs> I got all my sisters. <laughs> oh boy, that was that was great, Corey. Uh, uh, oh, everybody, man, we gonna take this home. I want to thank you guys for joining us, Dave. Thank you for calling, my Thanks, brother. David. Thanks, David. I don't know if I lost it. He got disconnected. Dave, thank you, bruh. Love you. Yep. I'll see you when I get back. Yeah, man. Guys, I want to thank you for tuning in. This has been a family affair show. Brought back memories. My big brother called in. First time I had him on my show. Kenny's my first blood that's been on the show. It has definitely been a family affair. I hope you enjoyed it. Please call in when you get a chance. This show will be posted. You can catch it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. That's CoreyMoody.Podbean.com. Check out the website. We've got videos, links. I just want to thank you again for taking this journey with me. You don't know what you're doing through me. Again, thank you and good evening.
Give me some 